0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 964.
1: You're going to waste years of your time just lying to yourself about your motivation.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's rockstar entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com to sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Ignite. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Are you hiring but not sure where to find the best candidates? Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Iran Dror. Iran, are you prepared to ignite? I'm
1: ready. Yes.
0: Iran is an Israeli-born writer, journalist, and designer who spent the last nine years in New York City. His first book, The Book of Hard Truths, is an illustrated guide to the most universally resisted aspects of life. Aran, take a minute, fill in the blanks from the intro, and then give us a little glimpse in your personal life.
1: So for the past 10 years or so, I've been pursuing uh, two parallel courses. One is in the startup business. I uh, was a product manager and designer of user experience uh, in a couple of startups in New York. Uh, And the other is more intellectual. I studied philosophy uh, I studied history, I have a degree in history, and I'm now doing a master's degree in uh, religious studies, so uh, kind of asking the big questions of, of life. Um, so uh, it, this, this book is actually kind of a culmination and an integration of both of these uh, tracks over the past 10 years, because it's, it's definitely a, a very designed experience it's not really a standard book. It's a, it's more like an experience you go through, um, and 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 that relies heavily on my design background and and uh, and my user experience, user psychology background, and uh, and it deals with hard truths and the hard truths of life, which is definitely more in the philosophy and and even religious studies side.
0: So I love the fact that you're focusing on the visual because we are such visual people. We love audio. We love visual. We really connect with that on a lot of levels. But there is a question that a lot of people have a hard time explaining. So pretend you're at a networking party, Aron, and someone comes up to you and says, hey, what do you do? What's your 10-second reply?
1: I create experiences that leave people better off, hopefully. So that has a lot to do with software. So I, I help um, startups, mostly startups, uh, create better products and better software experiences. Uh, and, and in my personal projects that are more um, contemplative in nature, um, it, it's, it's basically still the same theme. I, I like to take someone through an experience that would leave them better off on the other side.
0: So basically, you need more than ten seconds to explain yourself. Was that was that more than ten seconds? <laughs> Only by a little bit, but it's tough, you know. And that's why I love asking this question because I struggle really sharing what I do with other people. And you know, it always for me has to start off with, "Well, do you know what a podcast is?" And, and that's always a tough conversation. So it's really interesting. But what I want to focus on now, Iran, is. Your entrepreneurial origin story of what you're doing right now. So I'm talking about your current passion. You got there somehow, some way. How did you come to do what you're currently doing? Tell us that story.
1: A couple of years ago, I was—I uh, turned 30. I was single again after uh, another failed relationship. I was working for a startup that was running out of cash. Um, and, uh, not only was it running out of cash and we thought we may may have to, uh, close the doors any day, but, um, a a process of renewing my visa that was supposed to be a mere formality, my work visa, uh, ended up being a, a, a nightmare, months long nightmare and uh, my my immigration lawyer basically said you have to leave the country. Wow! Uh, so I, you know, after years of living in the city uh, and paying New York City rents and continuing to pay them, I spent a, a few months uh, in in Poland, actually two two and a half months in Poland, uh, in Warsaw, in one of our company's offices, um, technical offices. Um, without, you know, just paying New York rents, not really knowing whether I can ever come back, not really knowing even if this company is going to survive, and basically having nowhere to go, being completely uh, disconnected from all my friends. And um, at the time, you know, I realized this is not the end of the world and, you know, things turn out right in the end. But um, but at the time, that was very excruciating. That was um, an experience of uncertainty like nothing I've ever felt and something that really kept me up at night. And really, you know, I would get the sweats, I would get the night sweats, I wouldn't (laughs) be able to, I I wouldn't be able to, to handle it so well. And, um, and when it was all over, um, and things turned like, you know, from from that point on, actually, things turned out really, really well, like the, the visa got renewed, eventually, I came back, we sold the company to Motorola in 2012. Um, you know, everything was right. Even that trip, when I look back at it, I did so many interesting things and met so many interesting people, um, that I wouldn't have otherwise. And, and really, why was I suffering so much? Why was I not able to, to live with this uncertainty? Um, so that got me thinking about uncertainty and maybe other things that other tricks we play on ourselves or other things we obsess about that aren't really necessary, um, because you know uncertainty is always there. You're always going to have to face it, especially in the startup world. Um, and 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 that that started the path that eventually led me to writing this book, the book of hard truths, and eventually led me to um to start this degree that I'm doing in in uh, religious studies.
0: We obsess about the weirdest things sometimes as entrepreneurs. I mean, it can be the littlest thing, it can be the big thing, it can be important things are absolutely inconsequential things. It's really interesting to kind of look back at the entrepreneurial journey that we've all taken and say, man, I can remember that I just spent sleepless nights, that I had night sweats over X, Y, or Z, and now it just seems so silly. Or, you know, I can see why I had those night sweats, because that was an intense period. So it's really interesting to kind of look back in hindsight and identify it. And you can learn so much, Fire Nation, and bring that forward with you into the future and Iran, you're obviously living in New York City. It's not that cheap of a place to live. So, what are you currently doing right now to generate revenue?
1: I'm sort of half New York City, half uh, Tel Aviv now, uh, because I, I went back to my hometown after we sold the company, um, and and kind of kind of living in Tel Aviv right now. But uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the uh, the money making machinery. is I actually uh, started consulting, and I'm doing a ton of consulting for New York startups um, for for the past year now almost. Um, so basically, this this means um, you know ramping up the sales effort, um, talking to a lot of people, having lots of meetings. Um, hearing what kind of product people want to build. I like to come in very early. So I like to come in when they're just beginning to kind of form their the first idea of a strategy and then we go through a creative process of of uh, talking to users and, and collecting user stories and trying to understand what users really need and grouping that into uh, the sort of features they want. And, and uh, we go through this whole design process. And in the end, hopefully, there's something really great for users that users really love and we go through a validation process with that as well.
0: So, one thing that's pretty consistent about startups across the board is that they're, they're tight with money. I mean, they're either raising money or they're going through a seed round or something of that nature. So, are you actually just taking equity in these companies or are you insisting upon actually getting paid in real dollars and cents?
1: You know, I, um, everybody offers equity, which is funny. Of course. Because they, Take my company. Really, yeah, exactly. They really shouldn't. Really, they... Uh, if they really believe in the idea, even though they're a little bit tight on money, they should try to hog as much equity as as possible. I generally don't take equity in a company because as a consultant, you have limited control on whether they follow your advice. So you could work really hard, come up with a product plan you really believe in, and then it just sits there. Uh, So, you know, if I were to take equity, that would basically make me an investor in the company and then I would have to basically... Force some things on them. I basically have to put some something in a contract where it says that you know I have to pull. I can pull out the equity and and get my money back if they don't listen to my product advice, Uh, which often people don't, or or they they pick and choose. Right? They pick the 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 plans they like. They pick and then you know they ignore maybe what I think is the most important part. So. As a consultant, you really don't necessarily want to do that. As a as a VP of product, something like that. And when I was definitely equity is very important. Um, but as a consultant, you know, unless I really believe in the idea and it's someone who's totally on the right track and um, and it's it's demonstrated well enough, um, you know, in that case, I, I'm you know, and I've already done that. I would would take a, a percentage for. Um, for remaining involved and basically being an advisor in the company in the long term.
0: So Aran, I want to shift the focus to your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, you've had some great times, you've had some great exits, but you've also had some struggles. Take us to your biggest struggle. Take us to your worst entrepreneurial moments. I want to be there, that moment in time, Aran. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story.
1: Oh, my God. Um, well, you know, I, I really think that the, uh, the story I told before of being stuck in... Yeah, but
0: that was a vague kind of like step back, aerial brush over story. I want to see the paint on the wall, Iran. Take us to the worst moments.
1: There were a couple bad moments. Just one. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to tell a different story. Good. I'm to, you know, this is, an, this is my entrepreneurship with writing. So, um, so probably the worst personal moment in my entrepreneurship is a 500 page novel that I never finished. Ooh. Uh, and that's, you know, that's in between startups and in between, and I actually took a long break to write it. Um, I took a year off just to write that novel and, and, uh, towards, I would say the middle of that year, uh, after, you know, I've already had 500 pages written i've ha- i've done tons and tons of historical research this is a massive historical novel tome kind of thing um i just realized i wasn't enjoying myself um that i i, I was actually not looking forward to waking up in the morning and and writing every day and and, and one of my biggest realizations was you know who am i ri- why am i writing this for what's the purpose behind what it what
0: was the premise of the book
1: so a massive world war 2 uh novel uh fiction uh, or non fiction it's definitely fiction it's okay. a novel <laughs> okay. so um so it was this massive novel right and and um and it was world war 2 and it had nazis and it had it was in italy and it had spies and it had um uh the the main character is a psychiatrist who runs this insane asylum in the middle of the war and you know needs to keep it open um it was very like i could give you like back in the day i could definitely give you like a great pitch where you'd think oh my god i i, need <laughs> I to, have to read this i have to read this right
0: so what was the lowest of the low like what finally was that breaking point for you
1: the lowest of the low is just like sitting at home like you know realizing that i'm burning through cash like crazy um that you know basically all of my savings are going on just writing this novel and i'm not liking it i'm not enjoying Mm. the process i'm not enjoying like and and there's so many like you know why was i writing it and i think at, at some point i realized this had more to do about me having some image of me as a writer than it was about The actual book, like for me, and that's a terrible motivation to do anything.
0: Well, Laurent, let me run something by you. I'd love to get your feedback on this. Sure. There's a great book by Seth Godin called The Dip, and in this book, he talks about how we all hit this wall and this plateau at the same time as entrepreneurs, where we're just not making progress, or maybe we're even sliding back down the hill And oftentimes that's just the dip, that you just need to persevere through that to get to the other side and find success. Alternatively, he also shares, sometimes we're just in a flipping hole and we're digging in a hole and the only way to get out of that hole is to stop digging. What are your thoughts on that? And share a big takeaway from your experience here with Fire Nation.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I I read that book. It's actually a really good book. Um, And when I read it, I I, I just thought I was in a dip (laughs) and I kept (laughs) on going, but I was in a hole. Uh.
0: Uh, So,
1: so I I can say, I mean, I think that the key is, do you really enjoy what you're doing and what is your true, honest to God motivation for doing what you're doing? And if you're absolutely 100% meditate on it, like be like, I don't know, take drugs if you need to, like, f- figure out why you're doing what you're doing. And if it's not a good reason, stop doing it. Um, and so, you know, if it's for ego, if it's for proving something to someone. Uh, Those aren't good reasons. Be- yeah. If you if you want to make your parents love you because they didn't when you were a kid, stop doing it. It's not a good reason. Right? Uh-huh. You should do it because you believe in it and because you like it. And because it's a vision that you just can't shake. Um And, and I think, you know, when I was honest with myself, I just liked the idea of me being a writer too much and the, the, the action of writing too little in a way. Like I still like writing, but fiction writing is like historical fiction writing. That was not my thing. I think
0: my biggest takeaway here is a great book the 10 biggest regrets of the dying. And these are terminally ill people, thousands that were interviewed and talked to. And by far, the number one thing was, I wish I lived my life on my terms, not on outside exterior influences. So when you said, making your parents happy or making others proud or proving somebody else wrong. Those are all horrible reasons to do something, Fire Nation. Whatever you're doing, it should be for yourself and then that audience that you are growing that is coming from that place of passion. And Aron, I want you to tell another story now. This is an epiphany, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. So take us to that moment. Tell us that story.
1: In terms of epiphanies, there are always epiphanies, right? So there's the biggest one is probably for me the sense of it's not about me, right? It's not about it's not about like when I'm when I'm doing something, it should be for the result. It should be for what I'm creating. It so what's the for- story
0: behind this, though? I mean, I understand the notion of it, but what was that moment that this epiphany happens? Take us there.
1: With the writing. Um, this is exactly, this is exactly how it happened. So I told a story of like, basically suffering a lot through the writing, just waking up every day and trying to force myself to write and not understanding why and thinking about it and meditating about it and, and, and kind of going deeper and deeper into like, what are my reasons for writing it? And do I really believe that this is a good story? And, and, you know, do I need to like, would I do it again? If like, if I could choose now from scratch to start working on this project, would I still do it? Um, and I, th- and, and gradually, the, the gradually started realizing that, A, no, it was, I wasn't really enjoying it, that I was more enjoying the thought of having done that than the actual doing of it. Um, and, and B, that, like, that life is short and that, you know, this is, this is actually, you know, I, I think this in a weird way, this all started when um, when I watched a Steve Jobs uh, speech after he died. So he died. And, Was it
0: the Stanford commencement speech? Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, so exactly. good.
1: So you know, he died, and I then rewatched that spit that speech on the day that he died, and um, and it really touched something. It basically, you know, if you're doing the same thing, if 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 you know, he's asking himself every day. You know, if this was the last day of your life, would you still do what you're about to do?
0: And then when you say no, enough days in a row, you need to step back, reflect, and figure out what's wrong.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, so I watched that and it it definitely sunk in. And, you know, I I think it made me me make a couple of career changes, but really not rethink the writing stuff. Um, But when I started working on this writing and I was doing this day in and day out, sitting down to write. And not really enjoying it, and not really seeing why I'm doing this. Um, you know, I forced myself to sit down and think about it, and and the answer was at this point I just wanted to finish it. I just wanted to get out of it. I just started something too big that I wasn't enjoying, and you know, it was just a matter of pride.
0: And again, circling back, pride is not the reason to complete a project or to continue down a path. And Iran, I want to ask you a specific question. What is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
1: I think it's the need for certainty. It's both in, in how excruciating uncertainty can be for me sometimes, especially when it feels like there's nothing I can do. I'm just waiting for someone else to make up his mind. Uh, I experience that as a lot of, uh, you know, it's really excruciating. And, uh, and the other is, you know, I think we all fool ourselves in little ways to feel like we're more certain than we are um and for years i was very good at that you know basically you know you give me a problem i knew the solution like i'd be the answers guy i always had the answers i always (laughs) knew what was the right thing to do um and that can lead you in really bad directions because you can you can stop listening to other people you could definitely you know you're not because you have the answer you're not looking for more information um and i you know i i think i'm much better today than i was then
0: well, on that note, Aron, what is your biggest strength as an entrepreneur?
1: Um, I'd say today it's not lying to myself. So I'm, I, I like that I can be enthusiastic about something and yet totally realistic about the chances at the same time. Just look at, look at the chances very coldly and say, yes, it's a great idea, but you know, that's a theory. Now the testing begins.
0: Now, of all the things that you have going on right now, what's the one thing that you're most fired up about?
1: I'm really enjoying the, the religious studies degree. Um, you know, I've been, I've been an atheist my whole life. I've been completely uh, detached from religion, not interested in it, uh, or interested in it as, as a problem that needs to be solved in a way. Um, but but now I'm, you know, I'm reading about some, I, I have a degree, I have a, a courses about Buddhism. I have a courses about the psychology of religion, the philosophy of religion, the anthropology of religion, and I'm really learning a lot. and And I'm basically on a quest to try to figure out what's the – you know what are what are the treasures hidden inside all of these different religions that could be secularized and brought to a wider audience? because in a way, I think that's the next wave. We're building more and more um, smart technologies that make our lives easier, uh, and really the next wave is probably going to be um, the, the, the layer of psychology of making us happier.
0: Am I seeing a future illustrated book?
1: I don't know if it's going to be illustrated, but definitely another book. Um, and, um, and maybe also a piece of software. Maybe, also, maybe also a software setup. A startup. little
0: SaaS mixed in there. That's always a exactly. good thing. So, Aran, exactly. we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, but you're not sure where to find the best candidates? I speak from personal experience when I say that your company is only as good as the people you hire. This is an important step. I also know that posting your job in one place doesn't cut it when it comes to finding quality candidates, but with little time to spare, it's tough to post everywhere. Good news. Thanks to Zerpercuder.com fire, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over four million resumes. Just post once, and within 24 hours, you'll be watching your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it right now for free. Getting the right people for your company is so important, and ZipRecruiter can help. Try ZipRecruiter for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Need a quality of design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without clear direction. That's why I love going to 99designs for my design projects. They make it easy. I actually just completed two of my own logo projects through 99designs this past month for a free podcast course and travel on fire. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one, crafting a thoughtful brief is always the first step to getting a great design in a 99 Designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill in their online brief form. Project started just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. And also check out the past contest that I've run myself. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Aron, are you prepared for the lightning rounds?
1: I'm as as ready as I'll ever be.
0: (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Thinking that I wanted to write books for a living.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: This is going to be really cliched, but it's absolutely true. Follow your heart. Follow what feels good.
0: What's a personal habit that you have that you believe contributes to your success? I
1: say no to almost nothing. I say yes to everything. Balancing it is tough, but every opportunity comes my way, I take it.
0: Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners?
1: I really like an app called Day One. It's um, it's basically a journaling app for the iPhone. And I think that also Android, uh, but it's so clean and beautiful, and and it captures all that information from the environment. So it captures the date and the temperature, and Ooh. you know your recent picture and everything. So you could just write down, and it creates this stream that's very useful to follow, kind of the development of your thoughts. Yeah.
0: If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Iran, what would it be, and why?
1: I'm assuming the listeners are entrepreneurs. Uh I love the book Living Beautifully with Uncertainty and Change by Pima Chaudron. She's a Buddhist teacher, and it's a it's a great book. I think anyone should read it, but especially entrepreneurs.
0: Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Iran, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Yeah. So first I want to say if food and shelter are taken care of, what else is there? I would just sit there and meditate all day. That would be awesome. (laughs) Um, but you know, I'm assuming I have a laptop and no internet connection. So that kind of sucks. Um, so I will have to, um, I will have to restart my business. And, and the amazing thing about my business is I can do it from anywhere with a laptop. Um, so I would just basically start the exactly the way I started a year ago. Um, I would, uh, I would go out, search for all the relevant types of clients email them like a nice introduction, uh, email, tell them about my services. I have the same skills and the same, you know, same abilities. Um, and, and things will start rolling from there. And if, you know, judging from the past year, it's, it's going to happen pretty quickly. Um, so, and that's, that's really amazing that we live in a world where anybody,
0: um,
1: you know, anybody with a laptop can, can actually start working and making money day one if they have the skills.
0: And all you need to do is develop those skills, and you are a freelancer. And those skills, I mean, $25 a month from lynda.com, YouTube videos, it's all out there at our fingertips, Fire Nation. And Iran. let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye.
1: Know your motivation for what you're doing. Figure it out. It needs to be really good. It can't be about your ego. It can't be about yourself. It has to be about the change you want to bring into this world. And, it, and, and don't lie to yourself. That's gonna, you're going to waste years of your, of your time just lying to yourself about your motivation. Don't do it. And this is not just from personal experience. This is from a lot of startups that I'm working with. Don't do it.
0: And what's the best way that we can connect with you? Um,
1: you can find me at a drawer dot com that's e r a n d r o r dot com uh, and if you add the words hard truths slash hard truths you'll find my book
0: Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Aran D and JLD today, so keep up that heat and head over to eofire.com and just type Aran in the search bar, that's E-R-A-N. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. Of course, you can check out his book directly from the show notes page. We'll have it linked up or just arondroar.com slash hard truth. And Aron, I want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Wish you could create more time in your day. Yeah, me too. After all, time is our most precious resource. That's why I love using Hootsuite, the social media management platform that helps you save time by giving you what you need to schedule posts, build relationships, and turn your followers into customers. Loved by more than 11 million people around the globe, Hootsuite is the most widely used platform for managing social media. Get your always free Hootsuite account today at com slash fire. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com to links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. I'm hosting a live podcast workshop where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Have an inspired day and ignite.